up, everybody? It's your girl, Cece, with Where It Begins Magazine. And my co-host is out today, but we do have a special guest. I'm going to let him introduce himself for who he is, what he does, and where he's from. How you doing, everybody? My name is DJ Severe. I am the official DJ of the Los Angeles Dodgers. I control the vibe at the stadium for all 81 home games every summer for 13 years. And I keep the vibe going around L.A. where I can and just kind of keep the energy up and uh, try to play all sorts of great music and um, do my lives and spread love. That's what I do. Awesome. And congratulations. That's a big hit right there. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So what made you want to be a DJ? What's, what motivated you? Um, I've always come, come from a musical family. Um, my stepdad and my dad both introduced me to like different genres of, not different genres, but different artists of music, like from Earth, Wind & Fire to Prince and everything. So, and I've always had different, um, I've always been attracted to vinyl records. You see this big collection behind me. So every house I would go to would have a different kind of collection of a different sort of wave of R&B or like pop. And so at each house where I would go to, whether it's my aunt's, different aunts, cousins, they would always, I would always get introduced to another music because I was always gravitated to just the vinyl when I started reading it. And then I was in band early on playing the drums. Um, my mom played the piano and it was just always music around. And I think I've just kind of naturally took to it. Okay. And that goes to my next question. Do you think vinyls are dead right now? Do you think that people still need to get those? I had a deep conversation about that um, with someone at a um, record store, and I didn't think that people buy it anymore. But he broke it down and showed me the numbers. So I want to know, as a DJ, what are you, what, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, for me, I buy it, and I I don't care. I'll if I see a yard sale, I stop. I don't even go through it. I stop. See how much they have. I offer them a price. I don't even go through it because I don't want them to see my reaction. If I see anything like good, and I just want to have as much vinyl around me at, at all times. So I get this feeling, the same feeling I get when I go into music shops and I'm just digging in crates and I'm just looking for different things. Because to me, it's nothing like vinyl with the liner notes and the different explanations and the different artists and the different things you can kind of read. Um, I don't know if my kids would appreciate it, but it's like, to me, if you have a, a really dope music collection, like that's something that you can hand down. It's, it's hard to hand down like a, a hard drive or like mp3s because it's really nothing to it and it's kind of like to me um empty you still get the best sound from vinyl right now you still put the needle down and it's the it's the most pure sound because the mp3 is compressed down so much time you, you're not really getting that that like full sound um the reason why it's so expensive is because they got rid of a lot of the vinyl presses so now that a lot of a lot of the more signature artists want to do a vinyl also it costs money now because they're scrambling for the presses to make the vinyl. Um, but I love vinyl. I still have to go through and curate everything that I have here. And anytime anybody tells me to, uh, they have vinyl, I'm, I'll say I'm on my way to get it. There's certain people like Questlove who have like, I think like nine and 10 houses just full of vinyl records that they, wow. yeah, it's a, like amazing. And then you hear about these people, these music purists who create the different things. And it's like, I, to have just that vinyl, it's, sometimes it's just like, it, this is not even cluttered to me. It's just like glorious, like um, 
types of just like a different type of musical like library to just like you don't know what you're pulling like from what the album cover says the different artwork so it's really nostalgic to me and i always will be in into vinyl i got you um who would you consider to be a dj legend um okay my number <laughs> one my number one and dj of all time is jazzy jeff and the reason why I consider him to be a legend is because he he was the producer also. And some of the greatest music in what one of my favorite genres, Neo Soul, he helped produce. I just like his whole um, way that he approaches DJing with the open format um, and being able to go anytime you can go and play. And the people are just going to dance because they're coming to see you. So it does not does not matter what the song is or what the genre of the club is and people just coming out to see you, you've done like pretty good. Obviously there's others, Kick Capri, um, Scratch Bastard. There's a, so many out there. And it is a difference between like a turntable list, somebody who cuts and then like um, blenders. So you just, Jazzy Jeff is really the one who I'm, who I see create, put the creativity into everything, whether it's the cutting and the song selection and just the blending of the songs together and then just his selections that he plays. Like I, anytime his lives come on, I pop on, I'm always shazamming and getting ideas and like stealing different like um, riffs and like ideas and songs you forget about. He, he does such a good job of playing. And I say, I always say a good DJ, which is I consider myself as well. He plays what you didn't think you want to hear. Mm -hmm. So they do verses. If they did a DJ versus, who you think can go against him? Who you think will be a good match? The only thing I so there's so many DJs in the DJ world that come up with him. So I would have to I would have to put Jazzy next to probably it would be close. I wouldn't do Kid Capri, but I would probably do Clark Kent. Because Clark Kent is kind of the same type of DJ with the same type of, uh, of feel and effect. So it'll probably be Clark Kent. It'll probably be Clark Kent. And who would you root for? Who do you think would win uh, that battle? I don't know. I'd be so, <laughs> I'd be so biased because um, it would be it would definitely be like Jazzy. It would Jazzy Jazzy would definitely win. He would definitely win. That's a good idea. They should start doing DJ versus. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. I did a um I did that for one of my um shows. So oh, yeah. I took a I did a whole magazine um full of DJs. Okay. And then to match the theme, I did a um battle of the bands, I mean battle of the DJs with women and men, and oh, they nice. battled against each other to win the prize. Nice. It was nice. dope though. It was real different. The crowd went crazy and I think that's something that I think a lot of people need to do because DJs just rock. It just rock, rock, rock clubs, rock any kind of um, event that they have. That's that's where it's at. Yes, yeah, it's, it's becoming a um, a lost art. A lot of I always say that the DJs that are over and they're older, over forty, are the ones that if you're DJing right now and you're over forty, you're kind of carrying a torch because to me that's the the real true essence of DJ right now. Not to knock any of the the young cats, but if you're 40 and over, you're able to rock pretty much any type of party because you have a a more vast 
um, music knowledge and the audience is, is, is different. So it's becoming a lost art and anyone that's still doing it in their forties and fifties, um, they have a real love for the music and they have a real probably vast, super vast knowledge of music. I agree with you. I agree. But where do you see yourself in the next couple of years? What do you see uh, um, some of your goals and that you want to accomplish? Um, I, I, I've done so much. I still, I'm still into um, sport DJing, which is a little bit different. Um, I want to get into touring because I want to, I want to get out to the places like overseas where they appreciate R&B and different types of music a little bit more than we do over here. I would love to get with um, an up and coming artist with that type of old sound and wants to incorporate um, a mixed DJ into their shows. But I would also like to get with um, a, a, an established 90s artist or someone else that goes out and tours pretty good, not for a long time, but just kind of go out and then bring that essence. I believe uh, uh, every show should have a DJ, no matter what. I hate when I go to when I hate when I go to concert halls or whatever, and then they just have like a Spotify list playing. It's like ridiculous to me. You should always have a DJ to set the mood. So I'm hoping that um, my company continues to grow. We're gonna start producing music, um, and then just trying to bring a dope flavor out. I'm sure. Hopefully, I'll be. I'll be doing working with the Dodgers. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the Dodgers as long as we're on top and rocking out. But um, soon I hope to be getting into transferring into more touring. I'd also like to do movie music. I'd also like to be a music supervisor for movies. So just seeing what's out there when it comes to that. So I have like I'm never gonna stop doing music. I keep I, I think I ask myself that every day. Like how you know, how long are you gonna do this? But then there's something that triggers, and I know that there's more. Um, for me to do it. And like, I keep saying, I, I keep picturing myself winning an Oscar for like a um, supervising a music, a, a nice movie and just putting music together. I love when I watch movies and the music is on point. That's the best thing in the world to me. Hmm. Speaking of existence, manifest it. It's coming oh, yes, to you. Yes. I'm, throwing it, I'm throwing it out there to you. We put it out there. We put it out there. That's right. But um, I know you've been in the game for a while. So what is one of your most memorable moments being a DJ? Wow. Probably going to be. Um, I would say. Probably. A lot of my a lot of my memories are sport. Are game memories. So it's usually tied to so my favorite my favorite all time is probably four years ago and the team was down and the energy and actually the team was down but it was just intense because it was playoffs but kobe bryant was at the game and i'm playing different music and they kept showing like kobe like on the screen kind of like vibing out and then Yasiel Puig was a player at the time and he hit this great hit and just cueing the music for that and the energy that 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 goes up with that is one of my favorite all-time memories because we won the game, Kobe was there. And that's a clip that that people play all the time every year during his birthday, especially at Dodger Stadium. 
that's my kind of like my most memorable sporting moment. And my other one, so about probably three, four years ago, teacher, I, I was on tour with teacher Moses, but she was out here and they were running really, really late in the, uh, the show was running late, but some of their artists had come out, some of their, some of the uh, musicians had come up. And so I was tasked with kind of keeping the crowd like into it. And then just seeing the vibe of the musicians flowing and then her having the comment when she came out, like, like, thank the DJ for keeping it like, you know what I mean, going and the whole crowd was just like feeling it. That's what I really want to get from touring. That's why I really want to tour. It's because just to set that vibe for that little bit of moment in between the artists, because if you're able to accentuate and carry the groove into the artist and not go above the artist and stay where the artist is, it takes a skill. So that was, that's really one of my most memorable things, especially, and it's like, a, that's a smaller, more intimate event. It wasn't even that big, this big of a theater, but just to go on before an artist that you're a fan of and then get the crowd hyped and energy so that they can carry on. That was a real special moment for me. Definitely. And rest in peace to Kobe too. But those sound like some great um, moments right there. But what do you think is missing in the DJ world right now? How do you feel about the new DJs not really DJing, but having playlists? Um, what do you think is missing? Um, just like, it's just like with anything, not the, not the right effort into it. And sometimes you can't fault them. Um, because the way that it's packaged now by the people that sell the equipment, everybody thinks they can DJ now. Because if you think you can put it together a, a Spotify list or an iTunes playlist, you think that you're like a DJ. And everybody thinks because they're sitting in their car, like bopping out to it, that this song's going to work for everybody. And so when they come in, the mistake that they make is they think the DJ is playing the same stuff that he was listening to in his car. And that's not the, that's not like a DJ formula. I always tell people all the time, if I was playing what I wanted to hear, it would be nothing but Foreign Exchange, Little Brother, and then like Tribe Called Quest, Slum Village, it'd be stuff like that. So you have to make, you have to, you have to study your craft, go to different spots, find out what works for different spots and be able to adjust and move. And that's the, that's the reason why the DJ game, as far as dealing with the people that hire you, it's so crazy now because you people will hire you based off of your your resume but then want to give you a playlist to play and a real good dj is supposed to come in ask you a couple of questions that he needs to know and then read your crowd and be prepared to go wherever he needs to go within your crowd um a lot i think what's lost is too is etiquette because you need to be able to know how know your role as a dj you have an opener a middle person and a closer, or you have an opener and a closer. You have to know that if you're an opener, you need to be able to keep the crowd engaged and open for the DJ. You can't come in and play all the songs that should be played at the end of the night before the closing DJ. And some DJs think because they're trying to get put on, they come in and they just go through all the songs. Now, a good opening, a good closing DJ like myself, we don't care because they say, oh, I got plenty of music anyway. And I know kind of how to, how to get around this, even if you play. But the opening and the more experienced DJs will make comments about it and people won't want to rock out with you because um, you'll get like a reputation for coming in. And if you're doing your same set every time and people knows the same set that you're going to play, you're going to play the same songs. Um, 
you'll get known for that and then you won't be as respected amongst your peers that's one of the most sought after things at least for me is to be respected amongst your peers when they see you tell you yeah you want to rock not that dj that's always coming in trying to get on and rock sometimes you just gotta let the other djs breathe if you're not on the bill if they ask you to rock be able to rock but a lot of it is etiquette and knowledge in music and being able to know how to read whatever crowd and be as prepared and mm -hmm. super nuanced where you can actually bring something again like i said playing the songs that people didn't know that they wanted to hear right mm. but by you being into sports um and being a dj for sports what is that one song that you just that just always gets the crowd <laughs> Ah, it, you know, it changes every year. Right now, I will say it is, wow. Because, so, so at Dodger Stadium, I have such a big Latin audience. Okay. And there's certain, again, I'm reading my crowd. So there's two songs that if I play at the stadium, they're going to go crazy. Actually, and, that, so, and there's a hip-hop song, too. So right now at the stadium, since when DMX passed, at the end of Take Me Out to the Ball Game, I started playing Rough Riders Anthem. And it was just as a tribute to DMX. So after Take Me Out to the Ball Game ends, I go into um, Rough Riders Anthem. And the whole stadium is chanting, stop, drop. It's, and it's like crazy. And it's so crazy that this has now been three seasons and I still do it. And to this day, it's like a staple that I cannot, I can't not play it. Even when we had the all-star game this season, the MLB actually came in and told me they still wanted me to keep that in with every show that, that we did. So to me, that is low key, like a proud moment for me because I'm actually representing hip hop. I was, rep I was representing DMX and I did something at an MOB ball game with DMX that kind of like stuck with the crowd and it resonates from from all ages. So there's that one and then what's the Los Tigres? Los Tigres de Norte. Los, Los Tigres de Norte. Yeah. <laughs> I play that and the whole stadium sings which is very rare for you're talking about 50,000 people in a stadium and a song goes off and that's singing so what i try to do is i always say i'm above the game but just to add it up above the game because there's a game going on and then some people know the music is going to be good and there's a game going on that some people don't even know that there's a dj there but the music is good so i'm like a hidden vibe behind it just keep you into the whole thing regardless to what's going on whether the team is winning or losing you're going to hear good music and that's kind of like what I try to do. So I'm either, you either know that I'm there or you don't know that I'm there, but either way, there's something that's drawing you into what I'm doing. I gotcha, I gotcha. I could just imagine that, you know, you playing the music and then 50,000 people just right. start rocking. Right, 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 right. And it's a, you, 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 you uh, never know when you're gonna find something that's gonna catch on like that. And that's another reason why, um, I'm always learning, trying to learn new music because obviously um, you want to learn these different Latin songs that's going to keep people 
kind of in the crowd moving. And that, that goes that again speaks to knowing your crowd. I gotcha. Okay, all right. So, do you have any upcoming projects or anything you're working on right now? Right now, we are just busy, busy, busy. Um, wedding season has picked up. Um, getting back into my lives. Um, I do this thing called Bops Only on Thursday nights on my Twitch channel. We had taken a break because we got so busy doing other stuff. And that's usually where I incorporate other DJs. And we do what's called, I call, I call, um, I don't say jam, I say a bop. So I say a music's a bop. So then I bring in other DJs and we just go and play whatever from the 90s, whether it's R&B, whether it's whatever. And it's usually two DJs and we just go back and forth and we engage with the, with the fans. So the main thing I'm trying to do is, is uh, get back into that because I had to take a hiatus from it because we got so busy with the Dodger season. And then we're going to do a lot more collaborative with uh, artists. I have a lot of artists sending me music and then artists that want to work. Every year I pick up different people that um, want to do music. So we're just trying to be as, as collaborative as we can within what comes to us. I'm opening up more to my Latin American latin market and like fans so we're just taking it as it comes and then just trying to be prepared for everything that comes we have so many i mean our merch we try to just keep our hand in everything um and take what comes all right well i know you look forward to that um i'm gonna have to go on twitch and see that when you start back doing it too yes please please it's, it's time we do we do thursday night and then friday morning box so that's what we do Okay, all right. Well, we're going to go into our little trivia game. I got two questions for you. Nothing hard. Okay. So the first question is, if you could switch places with one person for one day, who would you choose and why did you choose that person? Probably. That's a great question. And I usually have an answer for this. It would probably <laughs> be, wow. Just 24, I mean, 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, it would, it would probably be, I would say, Michael Jordan. Mm. It would be just to be, just to see it, just to want to sit in those shoes for 24 hours of someone who's created so much and, and, not so much giving back to the community, but as far as shaped the design of what we do from wearing shoes to people considering you the greatest to just different um, um, vibes that you have created. I would, I would definitely like to sit in those shoes to see what that, what's that like for 24 hours and the type of things that go on in his head. I got you. I thought you were gonna go with somebody else, but. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Okay. So my second question is, since you're a DJ, you play so much music, what two songs describe you? Okay. So, wow. These are great questions. Um, so my all-time favorite hip-hop song is Biggie, One More Chance. And that's like my anthem. And the vibe of that song really, I think, 
describes me and the type of mentality that I have, the kind of like the laybackness, but also um, there's a song by Earth, Wind and Fire called In the Stone that is about, to me, it's about living in the moment, seizing the moment, and just open it up your mind and your horizons. And that, I think that's the song that if I'm down, I can put on and like, I'm all better. All right. Those are two good songs. I love it. I love it. So I have one more question for you um, before we get off is what advice can you give to an upcoming um, DJ? I first, when people tell me they want a DJ, I always ask them why first. What did you see that made you want to be a DJ? Then you can find out what type of DJ you want to be. Then secondly, if you decided you're doing it for business, what are your business goals in that? You gotta know how to do good business first to in, order to, in order to be a DJ. The music, if you have the talent and if you can do it, that is there. But if you don't have your business mind together and then why you wanna be and know what you want to do with it, you're kind of like lost. Not saying that you can't learn from it, but you need to know what it is that's attracting to you so that you take the right path. If you saw somebody cutting and scratching and that's what you want to do, then you got to know how to become a perfectionist at that. If you like the way someone play music, then you have to go that way. Now, if you just think that you see people making a lot of money and that's what you want to do, that money doesn't come for a while and it it flows and it it's sometimes it's not there. So you really have to, if that's your goal, you really got to ask yourself why I want to do this and decide quickly what it is you want to do so that you can get somebody to put you on the right path. And there you have it. I thought I wanted to be a DJ one point in time because I felt like I I'd be knowing some songs and I always go to listen to something different compared to the radio. I hate listening to the radio. Right, right, right. I wish I would have did that younger to now because now I see so many female DJs out yeah. and it's, so, it's just so powerful. It's so, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And then it's, it's like, it's yeah. fun. It's not a job. It's like a, a passion. If you're passionate about it, it makes your job even funner. Yes, yes, yes. You got to have the passion for it. And I want to go out there and play the songs. And there's nothing like a, a there's a dope DJ is the best, but like a dope female DJ, that's dope too. Yes. All right, all right. But before we get out, can you um, tell everybody where they can follow you? Yes, you can follow me on IG at the real DJ Severe, and on Twitter at DJ Severe, and on my Twitch, everything else is DJ Severe. Please tap into my Twitch. Like I said, we got a lot of stuff going on. Bops only on Thursday nights and Friday mornings. It's a real good vibe you'll enjoy yourself. All right. Well, I definitely want to say thanks for interviewing with me today. It was a pleasure to kind of hear your journey and hear more about you. And I'm manifesting that you go on tour for 2023. <laughs> yes, and yes, I wish sir. you nothing but success. And if there's anything you want to um, say right now to your fans, um, drop them gems. <laughs> yeah, just, you know what? Um, you see that? Be a nice human. That's all we need right now. Good energy, positive energy. Get back into music. Um, the music is will carry you 
Um, I feel like that's why we're in such a crazy state right now because the music is in such a um, a downed vibe, and I think we need more uplifting music. Go to the 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 good vibes from the '90s and the '80s and bring your spirits back up. I agree, and I like the thing called the tiny desk. I don't know if you ever heard that or seen that. I love a tiny desk. I think every state should have one. They definitely should. So I've been looking around. I went to a record store and um, I was like, hey, this might be a good place to do a tiny desk in there. But just in case, I'm just throwing that out there your way because you already got the setup and stuff. That's a good idea. (laughs) I'm just looking at your setup back there and I'm like. Yeah, 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 yeah. We kind of consider that here. It's kind of like that. That's why we come in here and rock like that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that could be a consideration. That'll take you a fine place because you're in the right place for it, you know? That could be, that could be, but I'm gonna have to put that together. Yeah, go for it. But um, you have a happy, what is it, Wednesday? Have a happy Wednesday, you know, be blessed. And I'm gonna jump on there and I am gonna check you out on Twitch. Please do, please do. All right. And thank both of y'all again. And y'all have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. All right. <laughs>